The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Hour two of the show here on a Thursday, heavy into college football, right in the swing of bowl season. We'll talk today's and tomorrow's matchups today. We'll talk New Year's Six college football playoff tomorrow. I'm Austin Norman, joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Our show proudly presented by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. All right, Strick, going into break, I asked you a question. How many times has Rutgers football defeated Miami? Uh, Your guess was? Two. Two times. The answer? Under. Rutgers has never never, defeated. I knew it. I was going to say that, but I wanted somebody to win the stricken. I didn't want nobody to lose today. That's why I was going to say one, but then I was like, no, I'll just say two. But but, but push is an option, Stricky. I know I could have, I could have, I could have heard, but I'm in a giving spirit. It's a new year. You know, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. You know what I mean? I want to be more forgiving. I don't want to have to duke up and have too many, (laughs) you know, not this time of the season. It's a giving season. I feel, I feel giving and forgiving. Fair enough. Good guy, Stricky. Making sure that the stricken got given away. Brett is the winner. Brett, 30 days to come in and pick up your 30 bucks. I I took a look at that Rutgers-Miami series too, Strick. Um, Of course, they played a pretty good number of times when both of those schools were members of the Big East Conference. The closest game between the two, 14 points. The next closest game between the two is like 24 points. Not particularly close, kind of what you expect between, you know, a a near blue blood college football program in Miami and place like Rutgers. That's the trivia question because they're playing in a bowl game. Again, the pinstripe bowl up in uh, New York city today. You did just have Boston college beat SMU 23 to 14, uh, just down the beltway there in Boston in the Fenway bowl. A couple games to get to yesterday strike that stood out to me. West Virginia dominates North Carolina 30-10, to 10, Mountaineers over the Tar Heels. Again, we talked about the difference in expectations and desire to be in that bowl game. West Virginia happy to make a bowl game, save its coach's job. North Carolina, um, a little bit of a disappointing season for them. But the real surprise to me was Louisville and USC, a holiday bowl game. Again, pretty much a home game for USC being played out in San Diego. But this is a UST, USC team strict that was basically a dumpster fire on defense all year. A Louisville offense that really ticked up both passing and running under Jeff Brom's direction. You have Juwar Jordan and, and Jack Plummer leading the way for the Cardinals, who also had a pretty stingy defense, all things considered. USC down to its third-string quarterback, Lincoln Riley, at kind of on the hot seat, it seems like. I thought Louisville was going to win this game, if not you know handily, somewhat comfortably, 
But here comes Miller Moss. Yeah, Miller Moss, the third-string quarterback for USC. Six touchdown passes. That's a USC record. And that, to me, Strick, is part of the fun of bowl season, especially with all the opt-outs. You never know who's going to be the hero. It might be some guy by the name of Miller Moss playing third-string quarterback for USC. <laughs> right. That That's what's crazy. But he looked phenomenal. And, and I think that's the thing I talked about is preparation – no matter what the situation will set you up for elevation. Mm. And so that's, that's something that you got to see witness right before your eyes is that that young man was absolutely ready for the moment. And he played, I mean, i watched some of the throws he made. I mean, and I'm talking about tight window throws. Like it just wasn't all just sling it around and throw it all out the, you know, just all over the place. It, it was some of that. But at the same time, there were some throws he had to make, man. And to break a record with 60 down, a holiday ball record with six TDs uh, in the way that you did it, th the confidence that young man has to have going into the offseason is going to be just through the roof. And uh, that's that's going to be fun to see what, what, what happens thereafter for them. USC, of course, loses Caleb Williams to the NFL draft. You lose Malachi Nelson to the transfer portal. They've been interested in uh, Will Howard, the Kansas State quarterback, as a transfer Lincoln Riley uh, did say, though, that you know, Miller Moss gave him something to think about. You don't have a guy on your roster. Keep him around if you don't give him a chance to compete and win the job. But I think that was the prevailing thought is that USC dips back into the transfer portal in a make or break year for Lincoln Riley, really, at this point. But good on Miller Moss because, Strick, you talk about opportunity like a door. So many guys try to slide through where the door mm -hmm. closes on him. That young man kicked that sucker down. It is not being rebuilt. <laughs> he blew the door up. You know, to me, it looks like um, a SWAT team that comes in and places those charges on the door. He blew the door off the hinges. I mean, it, it ain't like you said, it ain't no door there or that big hammer thing that they, <laughs> yeah, he, he slammed that thing open with that opportunity like that, man. I, I feel I, those are the stories I like to hear. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the story I've witnessed my own. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love to hear stories like that, but then the work is not done. Mm -mm. Until you you come back and you duplicate or you go and replicate and go to a whole nother uh, level with it. Right. You know, you, you become just a continuation and a growth and, and replicating the, the 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 magic that you just performed. And you do that on a consistent basis. you got a chance to do something great. You sure do. Speaking of that opportunity, Strick, there's, here's a question from the text line that I think is worth diving into. BJ in Wichita at 402-464-5685 asks, is it safe to say that the Nebraska football brand for the foreseeable future is the Riola brand now, and that rule in Albert's future here is tied to Dylan Riola's success being Ooh. a winner at Nebraska? Your thoughts, Husker Hall of Famer? Ooh. Boy, I wish I, I need to put that. I'm a... I'm a Hey, BJ in Wichita, just note, I'm putting that out on the stream because that is a great question. That's one of the best questions that I've seen in a while because that 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 breaks it down and goes deeper than just the fact of what he's going to do, what his numbers look like, you know, if he's happy, is he going to be in the transfer? That, that breaks all of that. I don't know if I have an answer for it. Spitball, what are your initial say, thoughts? I would say my initial thought is yes. But my also initial thought is I'm hoping that three times a charm. Mm. 
You feeling me, Austin? Talk to me. Keep it coming. I'm hoping three time is a charm because we've had two Martinez's <laughs> come in with same type of hype and has not performed. Speaking of what we talked about, third time, I'm hoping the third time is not a strikeout, mm-hmm. but the third time is a home run. It's 3-0, and fastball down the middle, and it's not Otani on the mound. It's somebody else, and we're hitting homers. But at the same time, I want to look at the last time I believe that we've had greatness at the position was talking about the man that you're going to be talking about, and that's Tommy Frazier mm-hmm. as a freshman. Right, and that's been a long time now. I mean, we've had some relatively successful freshman campaigns. You look at Taylor Martinez, Adrian Martinez were good as freshmen. They they plateaued, Strike. They didn't keep getting better. Um, and Dylan Raiola, you hope he comes in and elevates the quarterback position for Nebraska from what it was last year, but he can't be done there. You know, that, that can't be enough. It's just like you're talking about with Miller Moss, right? It's one thing to do it. It's a completely separate thing to do it again and do it better, to, to replicate and expand on what it is. And that, to me, is going to be the important part for Nebraska. But as I look at this, Strick, is it safe to say the Nebraska football brand for the foreseeable future is the Riola brand? I think there's a potential positive and a potential negative in turning the Nebraska brand into the Riola brand. Like we said, when he committed or was about to commit, one player, one last name cannot be allowed to be bigger than the program. It just can't happen, right? You have to prioritize long-term health and success of Nebraska football over Dylan Riola, right? You hope that he committed to Nebraska because he buys into Matt Rule's plan, that he's willing to be an important cog in the machine, but still just a cog in that machine in moving Nebraska you know, back to the heights that Matt Rule wants it to go to, the fans want it to go to, yada, yada. At the same time, I think that for as you know, not flashy a guy as Matt Rule is, as you know, gritty and tough and developmental as he is, I think some of the the flash, the sizzle, the panache that Dylan Riola can bring gives other guys the opportunity to develop behind the scenes. If all the eyes are going to be on the quarterback position, that's a lot of pressure on that young man, and you hope he has the support system inside the walls of that that new facility in his coaches and in his family to handle it well. But because there's so much on his shoulders, Strick, I think there are going to be some guys at other positions, whether it's the young developing wide receivers, an unsettled running back room, a a retooling offensive line, uh, a tight end position still kind of in flux looking for a a long-term answer. Some of those positions, I think, might fly a little bit under the radar, and it might be easier for those guys to grow, you know, without hearing their name in the headlines so much because Dylan Raiola is taking up, you know, so much of that, that airspace. So here's here's the thing that you hope doesn't happen. When you talk about someone else's brand and a name of that specific person being here, Riola, mm-hmm. when you think about that part of it, Austin, here's what you don't want. You don't want conversations in the locker room, side eyes in the locker room, smirks when he walks by, or your lineman basically saying he ain't. Mm, without me he ain't dump without Mm -hmm. me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that's what you don't want to happen so this is where it's it's up to rule and it's up to riola to basically operate with the spirit of humility and reach out and touch and spend time 
and use some of that NIL money and, you know, hey, I got y'all. We going out to state tonight, my boy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like, do stuff like that. And I'm not talking about just the lineman room. I'm talking about, yo, man, listen, uh, yo, we're going we gonna to go up to Omaha and we're going to go to, you know, the old market. And I, I, I got y'all, man. Let's go. You know, and, and I'm talking about do different things with different groups at different times. Man, we going bowling tonight, uh, uh, tight end room, or and, and I would use that because if you want to get the best out of people, touch them where they are. Mm. Don't look over them. Don't look beyond them. Don't think of them as, a, as something to be just used and, and abused. But boy, oh boy. Make sure you you make them a part of your atmosphere that you want to see created. If you want a golden, uh, just you want the uh, uh, the golden arches, and I'm not talking about McDonald's. Ah, I thought you were you want the golden arches, <laughs> and you want the the paved streets with gold at the end of the at the end of that uh, the block mm-hmm. on the block. <laughs> then I'm telling you, you you want to think about things like that mm-hmm. because if you're just only thinking about you. There might be a whiff or two at the tackle position. Uh, there might be a blitz that's not picked up. There might be a running back that might drop the ball and it's wide open just because he's like, I'm up that. And mm-hmm. it's sad, but you just don't realize people do get to that point where they're just, and in basketball, it's called, we call it freeze out. Austin, we, we'll freeze you out. Like we'll see you on a rotation wide open, but I would much rather drive than to see you, see you win. Mm. And I think that's a that's a tricky sad, line but... for a for a young man to walk, right? Trick with all the expectations coming in because he has to be confident, but he can't be cocky. I know that you know he's been mm-hmm. around you know NFL locker rooms. He, he's rubbed elbows with Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes, John Kitna, guys like that that have had to command a locker room. It's one thing to to be around those guys and take the lessons from them and see what it is they do, but. Strick, he's doing this for the first time at the college level. He's coming in, still trying to get himself settled in a new place. It can feel like home as much as he says it does, but that locker room is new to him, and he's new to that locker room, right? That process of integrating himself as one of the guys, I think is going to be something that we don't hear a lot about, because at least hopefully don't. You want that to stay within the walls of the locker room, but I think it'll be very obvious very early on that whether or not Dylan Raiola is, you know, one of the guys while being, you know, the best quarterback for this roster, or if he's trying to set himself apart on a pedestal or even trying too hard to blend in instead of letting himself shine. Like we might not hear it, but I think the results that we see and hear from spring ball and in those first couple games will tell us a lot about how not only Dylan Raiola is handling that locker room, but how that locker room has adapted to Dylan Raiola. And, and 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 to add on to that, Austin, you want it to be organic too, right? Right. You 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 don't want it to be forced. You don't want it to be you know like to be pushed into it. You don't want it even to come across. If you're Dylan Raiola, you don't even want to come across as fake. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want that. Like like okay, I'm I'm just gonna throw this out here, and this is conversations that I've heard. So I'm not talking about something that I'm just. This isn't a speculation. This is stuff mm-hmm. that I've heard around the block, not on the block. Correct. Around. Block. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. One of the issues that I found that was hard, and I think that's different between rule and the re- and the previous regime, is that Scott Frost 
at times have been spoken of as coming off as fake. Mm. Only, only kind of acting a certain way in certain environments, maybe talking to you, but really don't want to mess with you. And, you know, uh, say he wants to talk to you or take your phone call and then won't just like answer and just totally throw you to the side. Came off his fake, smiled in your face. And there's a song called Smile in Your Face All the Time Trying to Take Your Place, The Backstabbers. Mm. Backstabbers. Yeah, that, that's something that kind of got out there in the wind. Now, look, what that can do is it can hinder your ability to touch and it can hinder your ability to uh, uh, basically draw people in with you to you for a cause mm-hmm. because ultimately, you know, I don't, I don't, no one likes to deal with fake. No, they never have and they never will. Nothing fake. No, nothing fake. No one likes to deal with nothing fake. No, absolutely not. And that's hard enough for a guy that's been there for three years because every team's different, right? Guys, guys come, guys go. That's the nature of college. It's the nature of the pros, right? The, the locker room is never the same year to year, no mm-hmm. matter how many guys it is that, that you return. So again, that's where, to your point too, it requires that constant evolution, that tinkering where it's not, you know, changing your values or what you stand for. But sometimes you do need to change your approach for different guys. Like you said, you know, take different position groups out to different outings, depending on where you can best connect with them. There's a lot on the plate for, you know, one one 18-year-old young man to do, even though he is enrolling early. A um, couple more things here from the text line. BJ in Wichita hits us back. If we had a one-year buffer at quarterback, like a bridge quarterback, I'd feel much better. I don't like the idea of a true freshman starting day one in the new Big Ten. It's going to be tough. Uh-huh. That's part of the challenge. Aha. Aha. That's what I've always been saying. Mm -hmm. I always, this is why, you know, to me, I think it was a huge thing. I mean, listen, we we don't know what went on with the McCord, but I would have loved to have somebody like that in the room at the same time. And even if it's not him, something like him, that you, you have a veteran mentality who just loves the game and was willing to compete and fight for it. Mm-hmm. And if I come up short, has the heart to stick in and, and just understand the process and help that young man develop. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I get it. I get that we're in mm-hmm. a different, we're di- different day and age. Uh, quarterback is a heavy sought after commodity. <laughs> so there's opportunities there, especially at the paperwork uh, division <laughs> of, <laughs> of the quarterback position that, is going to uh, afford young men to have great financial opportunities because I guarantee you some of them may not have that same opportunity. I don't care if they go and play in the Canadian football league. And there's really only a couple of options. You might get on a practice squad. You probably can still make more money as a starting quarterback in a, in a power five than you might ever make as a, as a scout team quarterback Mm -hmm. at the next level in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So just so so a lot of these young men is trying to get it while it's hot, while the pot's hot. Uh, 4332 says, Dylan isn't a normal true freshman. Guess we'll see. You hope he's advanced. You hope well, you he's hope mature. So. But then if he is advanced for a freshman, he's got to stay advanced as a sophomore, stay advanced as a junior. And then hopefully if he's advanced as a junior, that means he's in the NFL. He's right? elite. He's done he's his elite. job. There's that he's rule elite. word. 
Um, one other thing to get to here before we we go to break here, Strick, and I think there's more on this that we can dig into. A couple more questions I have in our in our next segment. Um, but Ryan in Nashville, you've chimed in a couple times. Appreciate you. He asks, do you think the offensive coordinator right now, that's Marcus Satterfield, is intimidated by Dylan a little? Like when they met for the first time, how does he approach it? What's it like dealing with a celebrity quarterback like Dylan Raiola? I'll say this, Strick, for as big a celebrity, as big a name, as big a get as Dylan Raiola is for Nebraska, if Marcus Satterfield is uncomfortable or doesn't know how to approach it, he's not the right man for the job. He is a grown man who has been around college football has known a lot of football. We can critique his performance like we did before, but still Marcus Satterfield, I I still assume knows more football than Dylan Raiola. You know, might've forgotten more football than Dylan Raiola knows. Marcus Satterfield has no reason to be intimidated by this 18 year old kid. Like he just got out of high school. What what does he know? What can Mm -hmm. he do that Marcus Satterfield can't? And let's not forget Marcus Satterfield also worked with another one of those, you know, quote unquote, celebrity quarterbacks in Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. In Rattler, at least had a couple of years of experience, had that big NIL deal, um, you know, at South or at Oklahoma. I'm sure Oklahoma. that transferred over to South Carolina to some degree. So Marcus Satterfield better not be intimidated by some 18 year old kid. Yeah, if that's the case, then college football is going to be lost. Mm-hmm. If, if, if if that if that becomes a case where the uh, the members of the asylum began to run the asylum. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's already hectic. It's already crazy. There's already dynamics in college football and sports, college sports as a whole that are now changing the way it's being built and done and, and, and handled. So, so when that's the case, you don't want, you, you still want some semblance of control and hierarchy and, positioning if it if that mm-hmm. changes it's going to be trouble it sure is the other thing that I'll, I'll say to that too is it's it's different to be you know intimidated by the challenge of recruiting or you know have that feeling of, of nervousness and that man this kid's really good i really like what i see on film we've got to get this recruitment right like you can have the butterflies for the recruitment itself but you better not have you know the butterflies when you, when you talk to an 18-year-old young man, right? You're the adult in the room. You're the mature one here. You, you have to be in, in command and control of the the situation, right? Like there's absolutely, you know, pressure in the recruitment, but you got him now, right? There's no reason to be, to be nervous around an 18-year-old. Now just be at the top of your game, call and plays and make sure you help him succeed. Yeah, just, stay on, just, just get on the same page with him, identify with him. Um, I mean, have deeper conversations than just mm-hmm. laying out play concepts and have real conversations. Get to know the young man mm-hmm. because he's going to be with you. Hopefully you're going to be there, you know, not unless you plan to bounce and, and jump ship. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to be your guy, you just you want to know him because, again, what we're finding with coaches of the day, they they there's some that understand that recruitment is internal and external. It's it's year round because you've got to figure out how to retain the guys that are on your roster already. So you got to re-recruit them, maybe recruit them in a different way, but then the ones that you got to go and try to bring in. So you obviously don't want high re- you want high retention and is not as much turnover in your recruitment process. So mm-hmm. Get to know the young man so that the man, the young man knows you, but then he also understands when you have to reprimand him or when you have to call on a demand for him, 
you've got that established rapport. So there's no animosity and friction that comes mm-hmm. because of the way that you're coaching him. He understands you. You understand him. That's how you get the best out of him. And say what you will about it. I don't know where this frustration is coming from, but I, I guarantee you, even though you saw Mahomes frustrated, maybe didn't even like the enemy, but there was understanding there. You can hear it there was the respect. Interviews. There was respect. So regardless of how bad he felt, how mad he got, or whatever the case may be, there was still respect there. So there was success in it as well. And so there was understanding and there was deeper a relationship there than just the surface of just calling plays and being in the room and, and, and dealing with them on a professional level. The duality of the text line rears its head here, Strick, at the end of this segment. We have John and Cortland saying, have a good, a great night, gentlemen. John and Cortland, appreciate you. On the flip side, we have wet blankets. Strick, Strick's got truckloads of character, intelligence, and athleticism, but not an ounce of singing ability, although I appreciate the confidence to let it fly. <laughs> wet blanket, be nice to my partner. He lets it rip, and I appreciate it. Strick, you have a beautiful voice. Don't listen to wet no, blanket. No, hey, hey, wet blanket, you're absolutely right, and God knew it too. That's why he gave me athletic ability and not singing ability, because I'd be on stage acting like Jodeci and acting like, uh, what, what, what's my guy's name that used to sing on Jerk? Steve Perry. I'd be a director <laughs> like Steve Perry. We wouldn't know uh, who John Legend is if Stricky could sing. Man, I'm telling you, God knew. <laughs> he knew what to do. Don't give this man a voice. He would be <laughs> out of control. O.C. Stricky. That's what they would be calling him. Wild. We'll take a break. We'll keep this college football discussion going. More Nebraska. Dylan Raiola headlines next as we continue on the block. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.